This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. How's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jack McBrayer, and I feel honored about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hello there. Welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, as always. Join my good pals. That's not a real sentence. I said, joined my, join my good pals. This is Stroke Prevention Week. If you think you're having a stroke, immediately chew some aspirin and then operate on your own head with a knitting needle. I'm here with Matt Gorley. Hi. And uh, I'm here with Sonam Obsession. Hello. Now I can feel my face again. I want to mention uh, someone who I, I believe we brought him into the conversation before, but he's one of the unsung heroes here, Eduardo. Eduardo. Yes. You do a wonderful job. Thank you, sir, as do you. Oh, <laughs> you're on thin ice with me, Eduardo. Oh, my God. What, what, is, your, what, what is your exact title, Eduardo? Audio engineer for Sim simple terms, production, yeah. audio engineer, whatever you want to call it. So Eduardo and I get along fine. He's uh, very good at what he does. And he he did a brilliant job uh, setting up uh, this new podcast studio that we have. And we are indebted to you, sir. But you and I have run afoul of one another. We have. Because I guess you're a music fan and you started, uh, in my opinion, aggressively choosing the music that would be playing even before we start recording. So That's I would come in and uh, you made some strong choices early on. I played some, I think you called it aggressive jazz when I first. I came in here and <laughs> it was scootily doot doot -do jazz, you know? Scatting jazz kind of? It was that kind of jazz. Huh. And you, I didn't know if you were running an after hours club. 
you offered me a brandy. That's uh, right. You said have a seat, Daddy-o. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> I, I underestimated your level of coolness. Oh. oh. Anywho, Eduardo, I came in and I said, what's with the music? And it's interesting. I think a lot of people in your position probably at that point would have killed all music. But no, you kept swinging for the fences. And every time I come in, there's new genres playing, new tunes. And today I came in, you had the killers blaring. That's right. Which should I admit that you thought it was Maroon 5? Okay. Not to, not to, you know, throw well, you under the bus, but. You did though. You and just I, did. I, I appreciate it. But I did say, uh. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have any idea who it was, Right. but I just said, Hey, let's, you know, it's Canon with the Maroon five. I wasn't trying to actually identify them as Maroon five, but it's just all music in general. I'm not ready to hear music when I come in here. I think that might be it. I I, might. What do you think? To be honest, I'm enraged right now. And I'm going to tell you why it's because earlier you guys were having an exchange and Eduardo was telling you how to position your mic and you're like, thank you, Eduardo. And then that was it. And then there was no bit afterwards. And then now the only gripe you have with him is is music. You told people I was a vampire for like the first two years that I knew you. I honestly thought you were. And that wasn't whole, me doing a. I honestly thought that you drank the blood of the okay. living. That you uh, slept mostly during the day. I, that you had to be covered in the native soil of Armenia. Okay. Before uh, I, I, these were things I I thought were true. Well, we've moved on from that. But my thing is your whole thing now with Eduardo is that just he plays music you don't like. I'm no, no, I think it's. I'm so angry. Well, first of all, Eduardo is very accomplished at what he does. Yes, and uh, does a very good job. You famously, and you've written a book about how you're terrible at what you do. I think it's called World's Worst Assistant. That was your title, not mine, by uh, Sonam Obsession. I appreciate the plug, but this you, you need a better, you need uh, you need to shit on Eduardo. Yeah, I, no, no. I think it's time. I'm upset. No, no, yeah. first you of all. You shit on all of us. I'm you getting... shit on Adam, you shit on Blay, you shit on Matt, you I'm, shit I'm on just gonna be. I'm going to be really honest with you. Eduardo is very knowledgeable. He's very skilled. He's a good looking fella. Uh, I come in here, he's just killing it day in, day out. Hmm. And so other than him playing music loudly whenever I come into the studio, which, you know, isn't my favorite thing, I have no gripe with Eduardo. Eduardo is, we're lucky to have him. But you and don't I can't need say gripe. that about you. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need gripe. You don't need gripe. You make fun of his tw- tweed and what? you make fun of Adam with his uh, Rolls Royce and you just. Make fun of Blay, <laughs> just in general. <laughs> I mean, Matt, Go- Matt Gorley is a legitimately comical character. You know, he comes no. in here. Mm. You are. No, you have no. your no, stuff no. that you just bought on it's eBay. Just and doubling that, down. That mm. Wearing weird a birdhouse you got on Etsy. You're just a Hanes T-shirt. Right, right. You d- dress defensively now because the first couple of times you showed up, when I first met him, he was wearing a, a Sherlock Holmes deerstalker cap. <laughs> no. That he got on Etsy. Why are you yes. laughing? What? It's true. Why are you laughing, Vlad? And he's, do you want to do this? He smokes a kooky pipe. He's, he's got turning it. us against each other. Do you see that? No, but I'm you sorry, see I'm that you blood-sucking vampire. Aren't you angry? There's nothing mean but about Eduardo, Eduardo. Eduardo is just. What are you gonna say? Uh, back me up on this. You Matt. shut up, you motherfucker. <laughs> You know what I love? You just read that swear off a little card you wrote. Because you've been practicing that to seem less gorlyish so hard. No. You Uh, mitherfacker. Wait, I got it wrong. You stupid Scrooge. You're a big fuzz dick. You straight on weirdo. He he just can't do it. He can't do it. He can't do it. It's coming off a little weird. You can't do it. I'm getting strong sibling energy from Soda right now. As somebody who has two older 
other sisters. Yes. Yeah. I have one specifically who would always tell my mom or dad, hey, why are you yelling at me? Yeah. Yes. Yell at him. Same. I'm, I'm but getting... see, anyone listening right now is like, man, I could listen to Eduardo all day. You know? And we've done studies that show that, so what? when you start talking, people turn the radio way down. Oh, Just because okay. of the volume. The radio. The <laughs> when people listen to this and they gather around the Philco uh-huh. and they've come in for, and they're wearing their bib overalls because okay, they've been toiling all it's day in the, the field show. and it's time to listen to the Conan O'Brien podcast hour It's time to take a little Philco. paper cup of pills and There's start the show. nothing to fear but fear itself. Okay. Here. And now this program brought to you by Corn Cob Cookies. Drink your Geritol. Now made with real corn cob. Let's go. So angry. Oh my God. All right. Well, anyway, you're the best, Eduardo. Uh, and this sounds oh. beautiful because of you. Thank you. you Nicely don't even done. No, you don't even listen. I can't listen to this crap. <laughs> I got things to do. Absolute shit. My guest today. Ah, right from Corn Cob into this. My guest today played Kenneth the Page on the NBC series 30 Rock. Oh, oh, no. He's also appeared in countless sketches on my show over the years. He sure has. He played some kind of farmer in every one. Now you can see him in the Apple TV Plus series Hello Jack, The Kindness Show. I am very excited to chat with my old buddy today. Jack McBrayer, welcome. You and I have a very odd relationship, and I want to clue the listeners in. I want to say I met you in, was it 95, 96? 2002. <laughs> You're way off. Who am I thinking of? Who am I, th- who am I thinking of? You're looking at me. I didn't know you then. I thought I, I knew you a lot longer than that. No, uh, a bunch of the Chicago writers had come to your late night show back in the 90s, but I'd never even been to New York till 2002. You first arrived in New York City in 2002. Yeah. Okay. I didn't do any research for no. this. No. You, didn't. you are, which guy is he? That's Jack McBrayer. Jack oh, Jack McBrayer. Jack. I just said it. <laughs> A lot of people say they're Jack McBrayer. Who? This guy, Jack McBrayer. Well, touche. <laughs> I've known you since, let's say, 2002. You come to New York. Uh, that's a, still a long time. Not as long as I thought I knew you. No. I really thought I knew you since 95, but that's clearly someone else I'm thinking of. But that's a long time. Uh And I don't think, and I'm being honest here, that you and I have ever had a long, real conversation. Oh, you might be right. Yeah. Now, what do you think the problem is? You. Yeah, it's not him. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, hold on. Let's get to something straight. First of all, I'll describe what I I do, which is- Hold on. Let me just- Sorry. Let me get to this particular type of abuse, because it's important to be clear. Jack, I always, uh, we go into, I go into shtick where you are the country rube and I am the cruel uh, city slicker. And we've been doing this since I met you. You've been to my house many times. Yes. Invited. Yeah. I I know. (laughs) I know. And we've spent hours and hours together. I'm never real. And part of the problem, and I just want to say this to Matt and Sona, is that he is so good at playing his part. Yes, you always go into, sir, I did. Well, please, sir, you are wrong, sir. And that keeps me going. You have to admit that you- That's victim blaming. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is victim blaming. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's your contribution to that argument? (laughs) Jesus. That is victim blaming. Uh, I don't know what law school you went to. Um, Repeat with emphasis law. I- I have to tell oh. you, excuse me? No, me, they said, ugh. 
Thank you. And I agree. He repeated with emphasis. There you go. So we've known each other a long time, and this is the kind of stuff that we do. It's fun. And um, I ran into mutual friend, Mr. John Hamm, just Hi. the other day. And what did we talk about? You. Me. Yes, about the time you came backstage at one of my shows. Yes. And I had a guitar on, strapped on, and I was doing my, wait, 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 it's Jack McBrayer shtick. And you were saying, sir, please, sir, no, sir. And then I started to play dueling banjos uh, theme, da -da -ding, ding, 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 on the guitar, and you started to clog dance against your will. <laughs> and Jack, and, and, and we John, were, what's that? John Hamm. Yeah, John Hamm was chuckling about that memory. I remember uh, that because it showed up in a documentary, uh, a, a critic acting is for the New York Times saying, uh, this is terrible, Conan, it's, his cruel side came out and he forced Jack to dance by playing, <laughs> as if you have no control over what you do when someone plays dueling banjos. But that has been our dynamic, yes? I don't know, I did feel bullied then. <laughs> oh, here it is. Yes. But listen, no. I don't. Nice. I am Not here to have a. All. I'm here to try and have a real conversation with yes. you. Get to the real Jack McBrayer. Oh. Not any of our old shenanigans uh, where I role play. So let's go through. I do have research on the real you. You. That's true. I do. You were born in Corncob, Georgia. Oh. Okay. Jesus. Thank you for having me. This yeah. was a lot of fun. <laughs> I Your father is a tractor. My father's here. a tractor. Yeah. Like an Your mother is tractor. a corn silo. None of this. When you first came to the big city, it was on that bus. <laughs> that bus? And you had a cardboard suitcase. <laughs> when you disembarked in New York, <laughs> did you or did you not step off the bus and go, Garsh, they sure made these buildings real tall. Where did you research this? You called an elevator a moving room for six years. Wow. <laughs> And I did they changed all the out. furniture <laughs> around between the time I got on and I got off. Mm, no. It's completely different, sir. Is this true? None of this is true. Damn. Cardboard suitcase? That's a box. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have the facts on my side. I don't you know. refused to go on 30 Rock for a while because you were afraid those cameras would capture your spirit. Nah. True or false? Way false. <laughs> Extremely false. You said to Tina Fey, and this is a quote, I'm gonna want my spirit back. No, no. <sighs> the opposite. No. 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 I'm a, the no. car that you drove here in is made of husks <laughs> that were woven together. <laughs> True or false? Very false. There's not a corn cob car. <laughs> hey, I'm just going to make a, a sort of symbolic button. And if any time you press that, you can tag out and I'll just go to town. Someone here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm real scared. Yeah. I'm just going to get brutal. So that's just <laughs> yeah. there if you need it. Okay. If at any point Thank the you. baby yeah. lamb gets scared of the tiger, he's going to tap out. And the <laughs> wounded black cap chickadee is going to leave its nest and come after me. Um, Unbelievable. But anyway, this is the nonsense that we engage in. And uh, I want to, uh, I'm, I'm no, that's not it. <laughs> it's not the word I was looking for. Oh, I want to congratulate you Thank on you. being such a good improv partner with me all these years. You know what? I do have to comment on that. On paper, this is not good improv. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. Be 
Because you deny everything. I say no to every single thing. I ask questions. If you transcribed my conversations, that's bad improv. You know what's really funny is that all of the, quote, improv we do is me laying out ridiculous details, you know? And uh, you are trained. You are Second City trained as an improviser. You are an excellent improviser. Very funny guy. Very talented. But you break all the improv rules with me, which is everything I say, you say, no, sir. No, sir, that is not true, sir. Yep. My mother is not a tractor, sir. And then I, I repeat with emphasis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I keep going and you say, well, I don't like this at all. <laughs> you deny all the information on that, which is the worst thing you can do in improv. But when you do it, it's so funny. And I remember I've, I've talked about this before with you many times, but you did 60, I didn't realize there was so many, 60 different bits for me on Late Night. Wow. Long before you got uh, 30, 30 Rock, Rock, you would come on the show and you would do bits on Late Night for us and you were always hilarious, usually playing a certain part, let's say. Yeah, lads. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, honestly, you were usually the kid in overalls who said garsh. Um, you know, yeah. but it's okay. Or you had a milk pail or whatever. You were looking for your blueberries. <laughs> But but it's true. That's what we used to cast you in because that's, that's kind of what you play. Okay. And um, not that, that you're limited to that, but that's um, what your abilities will let you play. And so, wait, you are, that means you're limited. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Well, limited. What, do you, what note was that? What do you? Um, <laughs> but I used to do my thing. You'd come through the doors and I'd be like, well, well, Jack. And this was at rehearsal and you would say, sir, please, sir. No, sir. Sir, I do not like what you are saying, sir. I do and not smell like hay. <laughs> I do not smell like hay. <laughs> Sam, I am. I do not like these green eggs and ham. And then um, the crew once came and talked to me and said, you know, you were real tough on Jack. And I said, what? Do you really? <laughs> they said, Jack, sir, you're nice to everybody. But when Jack comes by, you start smelling the air and saying that you detect the slight aroma of wet manure, wet manure, hay, hay. <laughs> You always ask where my mule is, where did I park it? And I'd always do it in this over-the-top voice, like, now, nah, wee, 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 if it isn't Jack McBrayer. And the crew really thought that I had suddenly become this over-the-top city slicker and that you were indignant that I thought you had a mule. I have to admit, it made me laugh. It made me laugh more than anybody. But here's what was funniest to me is, you know, there was a job to be done. And yeah. so you'd walk in, and I know you'd, like, catch me in the... Uh, periphery that I was there. And so you wouldn't even look at me. You just start going. Yes. As like writers were coming up to you, like asking for notes and stuff, you would like hold production <laughs> to mock me. Now, you have to admit my commitment to the bit is extraordinary. I mean, yeah. To the well, ruined relationships with people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I actually was thinking about it today. God forbid something happened to you. Huh. Or something happened to me. You'd, one of us would go to the other's memorial, and people would say, "What did this person mean?" You'd go like, "I never talked to him. All I did was berate him as a city slicker from a cartoon, and all he did was defend himself as like a, an animated corn cob right. who was standing up for his rights." But seriously, we both live in a cartoon reality a little bit. That's true, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, I don't yeah. think it is. <laughs> Let's talk about the real you because I do want to get to know you after God knows 20 years, 20 years. of uh, me uh, behaving like an ass and you enabling it. 
by not sticking up for yourself. So you're, again, your fault, victim blaming. No. Oh, no. surviving. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. born and raised in Conyers, Georgia. Born in Macon, Georgia, which is right in the middle of Georgia. When I was 15, I moved to Conyers, Georgia. Okay, and Conyers, I've been to Macon. Oh. I bought a bumper sticker that said, I'm making it in Macon. Oh, okay. I did. I did. Yeah. Very proud of myself. I did go to I did go to Macon, Georgia. I'm guessing Conyers is smaller and not as bustling as Macon. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. Okay. But it's closer to Atlanta. Okay. Let me take you through this. This is going to be a painless procedure where we get to know each other and then we'll get back to uh, our mm. shtick. Yeah. You uh, you were interested in comedy always. I was interested in it, but uh, I didn't know anything about performing it because, you know, in Georgia, there was no frame of reference for it. But. So there was no, you know, there was no doing improv with the local oh, no. kids or anything like that. There was just. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would do like, you know, bits with my friends and stuff, but mm -hmm. on a very uh, unofficial capacity. <laughs> <I understand. laughs> so um, when did you know? You you were in high school, you were in plays? Yes. So in Conyers, so 15, 16, 17, uh, I would do the plays in high school. And I was often the comic relief, uh, oh. which was super fun. Uh -huh. I guess I got bit by the bug then. Mm -hmm. But when it was time to go to college, I was like, well, I don't know if I can make a career out of this because I never knew anybody who could make a career out of it. So when I went off to college in Indiana, I just studied a program so I could be part of the theater department. But I was getting some business courses and all that kind of stuff. It was a, a BS in theater management. Do you know how to manage a theater? I do. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to now, no. don't you think? Well, no. no, that's not how this works. No. What do you mean? No, just whatever you study doesn't like set your path for life. Eventually, yeah. Well, no. You've had your success. Now it's time to go manage a theater. I don't think that's, that's not right. That doesn't even make sense. You've had a good run. You've what had a you lot of success. What did in college? History and literature well, of American go, South. Go you know, I studied the South. bones or whatever that means. Dig <laughs> <laughs> up bones. I read Faulkner and Flannery O'Connor. I studied the modernists. I uh, I think I, I didn't dig up bones. I don't know. Well, stop yelling at me and go do more of that. Oh, you, uh, that was not yelling. That was me speaking in a normal tone of okay. voice with a slight edge to it. Yeah. Because you're enraging me. Okay. I would like to leave. And you have to honor that. Yeah. This is false imprisonment. <laughs> I just want to point out to the listener that while we've been talking, Jack has been buttering the microphone to chomp it like an ear of corn. True no. or false? Oh, Very God. false. Okay. Uh, uh, just saying. Also, there are cameras. There's oh, video shit. evidence that I did not Damn do that. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Microphones. You yeah. forgot to butter a microphone. Because you wanted to take a good old chomp out of it. That's why. <laughs> a sip of my tea. That's not tea. It's, I think it is. By the way, I'm going to get a plug out for your favorite drink. And everyone who knows mm. Jack knows that his favorite drink is Mountain Dew. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it is a, uh, I'm going to say it's a radioactive yellow. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, that look, yeah. doesn't that look like. Uh, like something in a fusion reactor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That wow. is a, and that is the drink that you must have. Is that true? I mean, I not must have it. Well, it's in your rider. We have been told at times when we have done work together that you would like Mountain Dew there. Okay. True so or false? Here's the thing. Oh, see, I don't like this grilling, <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't drink coffee. Mm -hmm. And so I need caffeine. Yeah. And so Mountain Dew. Best way to get it is through this radioactive yellow drink. Okay, look, Mountain Dew, nature, this is good. 
<laughs> it's all natural. <laughs> oh, man. It looks like the Hulk's urine, doesn't it? <laughs> Again, natural. Bombarded with gamma rays. Uh, uh, we're never going to get a sponsorship from them. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe and smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, (laughs) and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications, like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. Mm. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time. Don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up, and I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people 
have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I, it's not a good match. I, then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. Okay, now you worked for a factory in a time, did I you did. not? What factory was it? It was called Cafco Pool Manufacturing. And what we did is we uh, took the vinyl swimming pool liners that go in the bottom of your swimming pool. And, you know, those big sheets of plastic that we would then uh, weld together with this. Okay, that sounds like a tough job. It was not easy or fun. And there's probably <laughs> a lot of fumes and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, God knows what happened to you there. You're uh, working what? in an enclosed space with uh, this strange chemicals. Okay. Yeah. It was fine. It was big and open, like, uh, you know, those big garage doors that were open. So we got ventilation. It was real hot. It was summertime in Georgia. Yes. And uh, so unair conditioned. Oof. But yeah, probably not the best. Because I've seen footage of you before you worked for the fact you did not have a Southern accent. <laughs> no, he did. He sounded like Winston Churchill. What happened to you just talking to him, like you said, like normally? You're right. I got to get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> So you worked in this factory, a lot of fumes. We don't know what happened to you, but- I'm fine. <laughs> okay. And then you also worked at an Applebee's, right? I did. And in between there, it was a Po' Folks. Yeah, What's a Po' Folks? It's a restaurant. It's home style cooking. It just means fried food. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was real good. You know, Was it Po' after poor boy, like Po' boy or Po' after poor? Well, I think it was Po' after poor. Mm. But that does beg the question- Po' boy would probably be poor, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's the same thing. But yeah, so I went from factory to restaurant to showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to the part that I think most people are going to be interested in. I don't know my listeners that well, but I'm assuming they want to hear more about um, you uh, pressing pieces of vinyl together <laughs> in an enclosed space. I mean, it was a factory job. Yeah. But yeah, I was 18. You're 18. You were, it's an honest living. It was. You go on, you get your education, um, learn your letters and such. Then you <laughs> go, excuse me. Excuse. Excuse me. S excuse him. No, excuse you. <laughs> well, thank you. Did you, uh, well, that's not an insulting to say you learned your letters, is it? At age 18? <laughs> I don't, I'm proud of you for taking, having the courage to realize you had a limitation and you passed through it. This is the second time you've mentioned limitations with me. I'm getting tired of it. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. You go to Second City and there you meet, you, you hit the sweet spot because tell me who's there when you're there. Okay. So the first show I saw at Second City, I moved there in the summer of 95. I just graduated college. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to go to a big city that wasn't necessarily Atlanta. You know, I just wanted to see more of the country, more of the world. <clears throat> I moved to Chicago. So the summer of 95, there's this crazy heat wave in Chicago. It killed people. Like 800 people died oh, in Chicago that year. God. So here I am. With my cardboard suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> no one to blame but Gosh. yourself now. Oh, Gosh. No. no. But like, that you know, train's up in the sky. Okay. No. The elevated train in Chicago. No, I get it. <laughs> but so that was my first, uh, you know, taste of life in the big city. And 
it was so hot. One of my roommates was saying like, hey, you know what? There's a comedy theater downtown. Uh, they do free improv after their show, uh, cheap beer, and it's air conditioned. I was like, sold. So I went to Second City for one of their free improv sets. And I'll never forget it. That was like my bing. My, Aha moment. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it would have been, I think, Adam McKay, John Glazer, Kevin Dorff, uh, Rachel Dratch, Jenna Jolovitz, and I think Scott Allman mm-hmm. were on stage then. And so that's when I just fell in love. And it really was one of those things where I was like, this is what I do with my friends, just like yep. hanging out. They're doing this for a job. This whole audience is eating them up with a spoon. And so I was like, I want to do this. So I, I signed up for the classes and, you know, I would just keep going back to shows. I would see Tina Fey, who joined the main stage, taking the place of John Glazer. Mm-hmm. It was just so fun to see the evolution of these things. And for me, like the feather in my cap, you know, and of course going all through all that. But from remembering that point in 1995 mm-hmm. to working my way up and then being able to work with Adam McKay and being able to work with John Glazer and Rachel Dredge and Tina Fey and Kevin Dorf and like all these people who like inspired me that's pretty cool that's it was fun and and i i do not take it for granted and and then you come to new york they were the bridge that got me to you yeah you were you came to new york and you started doing stuff for us and then it was really fun because for years you did bits for us Mm -hmm. then you get cast in 30 rock and you start coming on as a a celebrity which was you know i mean just wrong Wait, what? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, it was just, it was really cool to see that happen to yeah, you. I'm being, no. it's no it's no fun when I'm sincere, but <laughs> God damn it, it's just not as funny. I'll get the sincere shit out of the way, but it was really nice to see you. You were always a very talented and, and funny, sweet guy, and you did all this great work for us. And then you became Jack McBrayer, and we would have you on as Jack McBrayer, and the crowd would be like, oh my God, there he is. Right? Uh, when, um, you know, you, you didn't have to be dressed as a mule or a spinning wheel or anything. You know? I just chose to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you still came on as a mule, but that was your choice. So, but you come on and when Tina approached you to play this page, Kenneth, uh, on the show on 30 Rock, did you look at the character and just know exactly how to do it? I did. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she kind of wrote to you. She did. And it, it, I don't think that's any secret at all. But uh, uh, Tina, um, I knew Tina from Chicago Second City days. Uh, her husband, Jeff Richmond, was my director at mm-hmm. Second City. So I was definitely connected to them and they knew my work. Um, so when it came time for her to write the pilot for 30 Rock, they did add a page. And I think it was written towards me. I still had to audition and everything. But um, man, I'm how did you prepare job. for that? Did you? Well, I knew that script backwards and forwards because even though Tina was really rooting for me, you know, I still had to prove myself to all the network, the studio, all that kind of thing. So I got prepared. And I don't know if you know this story. Do you all know the story about when I put myself on tape for the 30 Rock audition? Mm-hmm. I happened to be in New York. So this would have been the summer of 2005. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be in New York, um, I think, for an improv festival. Tina got wind that I was in town. So she was like, hey, I know you're in town. Will you stop by the NBC casting people? Put yourself on tape for the untitled Tina Fey pilot. And I was like, "Uh, yeah. So I knew because I knew that she had like kind of tailored it towards me. I needed to crush this. I needed to knock it out of the park. So besides being very prepared, I was like, how can I make the best impression possible? 
you know, I've actually played a page on Conan's late night show multiple times. I wonder if, so I called up y'all's page desk mm-hmm. and I got up there and I talked to wardrobe. I was like, can I borrow just for 20 minutes a page uniform? Well, like, yeah, whatever. So they put me in there. Your hair and your makeup people like, you know, gussied me up. And I went upstairs to the whatever floor, put myself on tape for the untitled Tina Fey pilot. And that is the tape that got me through the studio, through the network. It got me the job. It got me the job. Is it fair for me to say no, that you no, whatever you're going to no, say? No, no. no. You can't. You no, use no, my no, people. No, absolutely you use not. my wardrobe. No. You use my makeup. Okay. No. And see, this was supposed to be a nice story. And here you go. <laughs> well, I just, go. I'm sure I deserve some no, percentage. I'm sure you don't. Percentage? <laughs> That's my last story. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that you had uh, stepped on my back to, <laughs> oh. to reach this great height. But it, 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 whatever, I'm used to it. Um, what else is new? Uh, you play that part, and I remembered, I, it's so funny, I occasionally remember, wait a minute, I'm in the early 30 Rocks. I, yeah. I completely forgot. Yeah. Because I remembered Tina coming by to shoot a part where um, I think Tracy was on my show. The episode and then is called she, Tracy Does Conan. Yeah. and then the sixth episode of the first season. Wow. Yeah. And then yeah. she has, uh, she, I guess, we used to go out was the idea. Correct. I think I, I was uh, Tina's, uh, uh, Liz Lemon's old boyfriend. Correct. Y'all were supposed to lose your virginity to each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. And then, which is very plausible. Uh, and then um, I did a scene. I remember I had a scene with Alec Baldwin Correct. on the show once. And so I, I remembered that was just the very beginning of the show. Yeah. And then the show took off. Yeah. They did not need me anymore. <laughs> you came back. We made many references to you. Yes. I remembered, I think... Tim Conway's Tim character Conway had a great. A reference. He made it. He was such a funny joke. Tim Conway. I think Tim Conway's line was something like, "I saw Conan O'Brien. Who is she, and why is she so sad?" <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly, I think it was like, "I saw a tall lesbian with a guitar. Who is Conan, and why is she so sad?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, better. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great <laughs> saw a tall lesbian in the hallway. But it was uh makes me very happy. Um and I think at the very end they brought me in for a thing oh, uh, to sort of tie up the the loose ends. Correct. And we actually had a little bit in that same episode, Tracy Does Conan, where I'm pretending to be a guest on your late night show as Kenneth the Page. Uh and then I start clogging for the audience. Oh my god. And uh you walk through and say something terrible. So. I know. So what happened was we institutionalized this bit we were doing <laughs> with each other, became institutionalized. So, uh, yeah. So you do that and then um, you start to have, you branch out and you've had uh, quite some success with, say, the Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A franchise, and, and, which led to, I had a Christmas party yeah. once at my house, which, uh, and you're always invited to the Christmas party. It's a fun party. And uh, you always show up fairly early. Okay. And... <laughs> You and one other person are always the last to leave. Do you know who it is? Joel McHale. Yes. <laughs> you guys do not leave. My wife will go to bed and do a lot of like fake yawning and then say, well, time to turn in. The sun's coming up. And, and you two will look at each other and say, hey, Conan, you know, uh, is there any ham left? Seriously. And then we sit around the table and we eat ham. With our hands. With our hands, <laughs> like monsters. Uh, some of my 
son's friends were there and some of my daughter's friends were there one year and this girl came up to you. Remember, I want to say, I, I won't give her name away because I think it's unfair when it's a child's of involved. Course. But let's say she's about nine or 10 years old at the time and she walked up to you and you were standing there dressed very nicely for my Christmas party. And what did she say to you? Are you a teenager or a grown up? <laughs> <laughs> and she was serious. <laughs> she didn't know. And I'm not sure. None of us are sure. I didn't know. <laughs> well, are you? Yeah. Well, that's like, you know what? Somebody yeah. called me. Sean Hayes once pointed out, he's like, Jack, you look like a child's drawing of a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. You know, in an eerie way, you look exactly the way that you did when I met you oh, in, t in oh. 2002. No, you look you look exactly the same. You don't change. Clean living. <laughs> Clean living, he said. Thanks to Mountain Dew. Made with all natural Mountain Dew. The Dew of the Mountain. The Where they do nuclear testing. All right. Oh, come Sell on. down. Please. Uh, but. This is your job. This is the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I can't it really it. is. Yeah. But you know, I'm very, there are certain people who I think have created their own reality. I think I've somehow managed to do that too. I created an environment where I could be a complete ass and somehow it keeps the lights on. Yeah. I don't really know how. I don't how. know how it happened. I have no, <laughs> no. idea who allowed this You'd to happen. Think someone would shut this down. Yeah. We're working oh, they, on it. I think they are. Yeah. They're, <laughs> we're working on it. I've notified the proper authorities. Yeah. 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 Who are this the proper is my job. authorities? Yes. I know. Still, who did you notify? Uh, Ronald Hammersmith. <laughs> <laughs> DWP. Yeah. Right. Okay. Arch. Uh, this is part of a comptroller. It's lieutenant. Lieutenant governor. <laughs> He's just saying words. Huh? He might be having a stroke. He said lieutenant governor <laughs> oh, of yeah. California. Well, he Smith. state between California and Nevada. Comptroller. Hard to hard to I'm get gonna move on. To get <laughs> one road. One road. Um, uh, I gotta run. <laughs> Have you ever? Oh, here's here's the thing I want to ask you about. You were in a music video once with Mariah Carey. <laughs> And oh, wow. I want to know about that because I'm always intrigued. For better or worse, I'm I'm comfortable with you in my sphere. Yeah. And then and then of course on Thirty Rock, which felt like well, you're just literally we're two floors away from me, so it's still. But then when you go out in the real world and you interact with real big celebrities, I'm confused. Me I, too. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> me neither. And so you you were in a like a big it was Mariah Carey's 2008 music video. Touch my body. Touch my and body. And you're in it. <laughs> and I don't know. Interest. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah, my life is weird. <laughs> I, and I honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I bet you there were 12 people who were either unavailable or said, no, thank you. And so, you know, call on Jack McBrayer. I don't think so. No. I think seconds McBrayer. I don't think <laughs> no, so either. I don't think, I think she wanted Jack McBrayer. Yeah. You were famous from 30 Rock and she wanted you. I got to say, it was fun. It was surreal, but it was fun. It was over two days and it was just the weirdest thing of, you know, having the director saying like, uh, okay, okay, Mariah, spank Jack more. Spank Jack <laughs> wow. more. Wow. Okay, Jack. <laughs> I've had dreams like this. Yeah, me Jack, too. Jack, walk more slowly with the unicorn. Look. <laughs> You know, like it was weird and very strange and fun. A lot of stuff like that in my life. Did you get to like, know Mariah Carey at all? Well, yes, and our paths have crossed a couple times since. Oh. Whatever year Seth Meyers hosted the Golden Globes, Emmys, one of the big parties, SBs, uh, well, it might have been, but up uh, Mariah Carey would have been Latin there. Grammys. So, 
Okay, you're just saying award shows now. Okay, well, I thought we were supposed to do that. No, we weren't. That was the assignment. No, it literally wasn't. Okay, we were trying right. to find the answer to a all question. Right. Okay, all right. <laughs> but she was there, and we we actually... the Ebony Magazine Awards. Okay, <laughs> please just stop talking forever. <laughs> but what if that worked? Oh, what? Oh. Get your Reddit What's for a podcast. Fantastic. You can take well, over. frantic waving. Learn your improv skills here. <laughs> Would you stop talking forever? <laughs> but you have to yes and that. See? I can't. <laughs> not Denial. allowed to. <laughs> Denial is not a river in Egypt. So she got to know her. You got to know Mariah Carey. Well, and you know me. I can make friends with wallpaper. So mm -hmm. like once uh, once you're friends with me, you're going to stay friends with me. Mm. Unless you cross You do not me. have to talk about this next thing I'm going to bring up. Ooh, what is it? You were invited to a wedding, a celebrity <gasps> wedding. Yes. Can we talk about it? I think so, yeah. Okay. Ooh. You were invited to a huge celebrity wedding. I know. And you don't know why. I <gasps> do know why. I was, I think I was just so flattered and excited and honored that it kind of didn't make sense. Well, tell us, tell, tell the story. All right. And, and start at the beginning where you're, you're in your bed, corn crib, whatever. Ah, see, you were so uh, close. It was Honestly, you were in your normal bed. Thank you. Right. That a Thank person you. in the 21st century would have. Thank okay. you. And you are, you got the covers pulled up and you are waking up. Yes. Outside. Oh, come on. come on. Wait a minute. There That's not. Uh -uh. A lot of people have chickens now. Really? And roosters. Yes, they do. Let's take a poll. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I okay. guess I went. That's my point. <laughs> my point is we don't, but we are in a bubble. Most people out there have chickens. But you specifically. <laughs> and you wake up and. Um, Eat my slop. <laughs> thank you. Eat your slop. And then it's out to the North 40 and you get to work. No, anyway, please tell us. I'll how walk you, you through it. Yes. Tell us about the celebrity wedding. Okay. This, is a big, this is a big one. Okay. So here's how it all began. <laughs> The year was 2009. <laughs> uh, so 30 Rock was, was going. Alec Baldwin was hosting SNL on February 14th, 2009. The musical guest were the Jonas Brothers. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, okay. I see where you're going now. For uh, a minute, I didn't know where this was all going. You were already fresh. Let him yeah. tell a story. Well, I thought he was going to, it's like he was end. testifying and he was giving dates no, and I got nervous. I want to hear the story. All right, I'll, I don't want to ruin it because I think it would be good. Take us from the beginning and go. I literally was. Yes, I, know, I know. I know. I apologize. He's doing the thing you asked. <laughs> I apologize. And you stopped him to tell him to do the well, thing you asked. Well, he started doing dates. I don't want dates. But anyway, go ahead. You do dates all the time. Please. Okay, I'm sorry. Ugh. So anyways, <clears throat> the musical guest were the Jonas Brothers. Alec had me come on and do a little cameo during his opening monologue. So of course I was thrilled to do that. I was like, absolutely. But during the course of the rehearsals and the performances and stuff, you know, just hanging out, I got to know the Jonas Brothers. Delightful individuals, all three of them. And so that was in 2009. And like, they were babies back then. And so it's not like I was like, hey, let's exchange information and be friends forever. But during, <laughs> during the course of years, our paths crossed again. I saw them at a different uh, SNL when Tracy Morgan was hosting. Um, I was staying in a hotel in Toronto that Nick Jonas happened to be at. Uh, and then here in Los Angeles, I'm neighbors with a very talented actor named Glenn Powell. He was oh. just in the Top Gun movie. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, he's So the many best. attractive men in this story. So, yeah. so Glenn and Nick Jonas had worked together on Screen Queens, which I think was either Fox or FX. Yeah. Um, and so Glenn is just such a lovely host. He would have game nights, movie nights, you know, just, you know, hangout nights. And so 
Nick Jonas would come to those parties. I was their neighbor, so I would come over. Again, I'm a thousand years old, older than any of these children. So I'd be like, quiet down now. (laughs) 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 And just as a side note, Nick Jonas uh, happens to be a big fan of the movie They Came Together that I was in. I mean, I have to admit, I haven't even seen the movie, but... Uh, he was such a big fan. Glenn would invite me over and then Nick would ask me all these questions about the movie that I simply didn't have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to catch oh, us no. up. Oh. You became tight with some of the Jonas Brothers. Am I taking too long? A little bit. No. I'm sorry. No, no. stop it. I'm sorry. I was trying to get us uh, no, down the no, road no, a little no. bit. I want to hear more about yeah. Glenn Powell and stuff too. Let's just uh, stop Let the man go on his journey. Ask me the question. Yes, yeah. sorry. I'm, we're sorry about yeah, it. Yeah, we're sorry. We only have so much tape in the machine. Stop. There is then no you tape. stop talking. Let me talk. This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> 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 okay. So at this time, Nick Jonas is dating Priyanka. Oh. Priyanka Chopra. Lovely, very talented actress. Um, and so uh, Nick would um, have these fun activities with Priyanka, but want to introduce some of his friends to her. So... Like we went on a beautiful yacht ride oh, over Memorial just the Day three weekend. Of you? <laughs> no, oh. no, it was Glenn Powell. You know that whole crowd okay. again. You were on a fun. yacht with Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, on you on a yacht. It's just fantastic. This is. Are you making fun of me? I'm not making fun of you. I I think the idea of me on a yacht is absurd. I've never been on a yacht. Mm. I mean, there's a great many things in my life that I'm like, this is crazy. The right. Mariah Carey video. Getting eventually invited to Nick and Priyanka's wedding. Okay, well, you jumped in to that. India. So this is in the India? this is India? this in India. Oh. This is the thing I was trying to get you to some forty minutes ago. Oh, come uh, on. No, no, you it's like, it's his podcast. He's yammering on all this time, and then he gets uh, mad when somebody else talks. Oh snap! Wow, finally. I'm sorry. I'm just saying it like it is. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> Tell the story of you getting invited to a wedding in India. Not any wedding. Nick Jonas, Priyanka Chopra. This is amazing. No, no. But now I want to hear about the wedding. Okay. Okay. So here's the the, thing. That's the, I mean, this is a great story, but let's really get to the meat of it. So I get invited to this wedding in India. Have I ever been to India? No. I don't even know. Did you think it was Indiana at first? Be honest. Can you leave the room? <laughs> Eduardo, let's cut his mic. Let's cut his mic. Yeah, cutting. They've, cut my, they've cut my mic. Cut his vocal cords. <laughs> okay, so you get invited. Go. I'm sorry. I swear to God, I'll shut up until we get through the wedding. Go. So I was so honored. It was it was bonkers. I was like, yes. If you're being serious, yes. And so uh, I had, you know, a, a mutual friend help me figure out how to book that flight. Now, have you ever been to an Indian wedding? I have not. No. If you ever get invited to an Indian wedding, say yes. Isn't yeah. it days long? It's a week long and it's amazing. Wow. Oh, it's like there's fun. so many different events and there's so many different wardrobe changes. Like it's bonkers wow. and it is fun. Oh, and it's just beautiful and musical and like eh, colors everywhere it was really really fantastic so you flew all the way to india I flew to india which which uh, which city <laughs> jaipur jaipur <gasps> jaipur uh, sona and i have been to jaipur we have yeah am i saying it right jaipur, it's jaipur. yeah it's the uh oh, maybe you're saying it right and we're saying it no right. i'm j-o-d-h-p-u-r 
we're those J-A-I. are boots, jodhpurs. But that's what they're named from, and they're not boots; they're those hip pants with the little jodhpurs. Yes, that's right. They're yeah. they're the, the directors. If you're doing a takeoff of a director in the 1920s, he's wearing jodhpurs. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think. Well, we've been to Jaipur, which is different. I don't know. Is it? How do you spell yours? J a i p u r. Oh, Sounds that's, different that's to me. Yeah, but it, it's. <laughs> I don't oh, no. know. Maybe also, you know it's the it right. proper spelling too. I who knows? Maybe it's I think the there same. are two places. I think okay. It might okay. Be two places. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it was beautiful, and, and it was so fun. It was like nothing I had ever. It was like a royal wedding, I guess. I've never been to one, but it was wild. And like I'm still friends with all of Priyanka's cousins, and you know I, I know all the the North Carolina family on the Jonas side. It was fun. Wow. It so was really great. You were there for several days. Yeah. And you have to wear, you you wear special costumes, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like within a day, you have to like change over and stuff. Um, did you, you can I ask you a question? This yeah. is a little, did you pay for the costumes? Oh yeah. You did? Yes, sir. Because I know that you are somewhat frugal. Okay. Is that fair to say? I guess. Where's this going? No, I just w- wondering if you thought it was did an I imposition. Make homemade clothes for this? <laughs> if there's a way you, do you know what I mean? You no. are a frugal man. When they said to you, you're going to have to buy six outfits oh. and have them made for you there was no hesitation at all no and here's what else i did book my flight there on uh with miles and so i only paid 300 dollars to get over there I'm like, business i love that i whisper i know <laughs> they can't you whispered into a microphone <laughs> no one can know do they tell you what kind of clothes you'll need for each yes, event they were very very uh wow. helpful for all of this um so they actually hooked us up with a company that specializes in the clothes that you'd wear for the certain um, uh, ceremonies. Oh. And, you know, each one had different meanings and it was like nothing else I had ever seen. And they made it very user-friendly and welcoming and it was awesome. Now I have to call these people and say, hey, I talked about y'all's wedding. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. You said only nice things. It's not like you yeah. well, said anything untoward. And uh, untoward. Well, I, I think he acquitted himself oh, well. I think it's oh, a yeah. rave review. Yeah. It's a rave review Sound of a like beautiful wedding. People. It was it was like nothing I had ever, ever, ever experienced before. Mm. Sometimes so. you just got to say yes to the weird stuff. Yeah. Oh my like, God, yeah. You know, how do you think I, I got here? <laughs> okay, you know, take it easy, buddy. <laughs> Best thing that ever happened to you, that's for sure. Put you on the map. <laughs> before this, you were on the Quiggles and Bean show. Uh, I was happy then. Cradles and beans. Quiggles and Quiggles. beans. What's cradles and beans? Anyway, yeah, yeah Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, you have <laughs> what a what a what a great journey that you have had to oh. go from you know you're working in a factory in Georgia, and then you're at pretty much a royal wedding oh. of huge superstars in mm-hmm. India, and uh, being feted, you know, and I mean, I mean what an incredible. And it's fair to say kind of a rags to riches story. I mean, you're not wrong, but uh, it it's pretty like sometimes, you know, just even living here in Los Angeles, I'll look out and I'm like, I can't believe I live in California. I have a swimming pool. I have a swimming <laughs> pool. Well, you call it the cement pond. He calls it the cement pond. He has told it the cement pond. You have to. You have to. I braced. I braced. Dude. Ooh, howdy. I'm trying to think like what other weird things. Like I was at 
Kenny G's Super Bowl party. What? I, wait, what? those two to, things. Don't you are go the together. wear. You are the celebrity. Where's Waldo? You you, pull, you show up everywhere. Nothing what was, makes sense. to wait, me. Wait, how do you know Kenny G from Chris Martin's birthday party? Well, how do you know Chris? What? That doesn't explain it. How do you know Chris Martin, <laughs> fella? I don't know. I don't know how things don't in my life work. Don't call me, fella. Them's just fighting words. <laughs> Jim's? Uh-uh. <laughs> We've established I'm a very sad lesbian. <laughs> Do not call me, fella. I don't understand it. I, mean, I don't. I looked at all of so your cool. explanations for... <laughs> So how do you know Chris Martin? Well, yeah. Robert De Niro introduced him. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you know Robert De Niro? Well, <laughs> I, was at Al- I, was, yeah, I was at Al Pacino's St. Patrick's Day salute. What? How do you know St. Patrick? Yeah. Jack That's is like mistakes. the opposite of you. Your, your podcast is called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and Jack just has yeah. so many friends. You know what's yeah. interesting? You are, I think that's where all this rage on my part comes from, is uh. that... I try and try and try, but like Nixon, all my efforts only make me less popular. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's true. And and you are just dance. this, yeah. This you know, you're this grinning. Well, let's take a look at why that may be. He's nice. Oh, he nice. is really nice. Yeah. Jack is the you friendliest nice. person I know. You are nice. And he's accomplished so much, and he's still so kind and to also, everybody. He hosts Thank the you. Apple TV Plus. Hello, Jack. The kindness show. The kindness I do. Show, I'm yeah. real proud of that. And you know what? It's very nice. It's a very. It's a children's show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Absolutely. Okay. And um, my it, daughter has taken to this show I like know, no you other. You told me she that. Really, my, my boys love it. Big too. compliment. Yeah. I, I'm I really not love kidding. that. She and I, adores it. No, congratulations on that because yeah. it's uh, it premiered last fall. <laughs> a special episode was just released in June. Correct. Uh, this is a very popular show. You've been very, I've, I've known you for a long time and it has meant a lot to you to want to do a children's show. Yeah. And when you came out with, that's uh, the kind of show, which which is kind of on brand for you. You do believe in, and this is where you and I don't see eye to eye. I pitched <laughs> When's your show, your <laughs> asshole show coming out for kids? My Apple TV Plus salute to Satan. Oh no. No. Conan O'Brien makes good on his deal with the devil. No. Uh, <laughs> is going to follow. Is gonna I fl- have a lollipop? <laughs> Shh, get oh. out. You'll get nothing. Oh. And like it. Oh. Mr. O'Brien, what happens to us as we get it? We die. Oh, oh man. Gee, Mr. O'Brien. <laughs> Cigarette on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it's uh, it comes from a real place with you. Oh. That's nice. Yeah. Yes, I have limited skill sets as you've pointed out i'm not saying limited but, but it fits here have you ever thought i want to play a villain i want to play someone who's Ooh. evil i want to play because you are very i'm i'm you know all joking aside you are a very talented fellow you could and i'm, I'm sure a terrific actor do you ever want to play completely against type no you don't want to i mean not yet what I about mean, a guy who's just just a real like an assassin yeah and a murderer. Do you, do you think you could do that? Do you think you have it within you to say things like, nice try, now you die. That kind of stuff? <laughs> Let's try that. Can you do you want to right try now? it? Yeah. Like that? Whatever. How you would experience, how would Jack McBrayer be a, an assassin? <laughs> Thank you. A terrible murderer who's just out for blood. I'll lay in like an action music sting, yeah. okay. uh, music sting here. And Ready? Then- Try now, you die. <laughs> Coming this fall, 
would watch that. Yeah, I would too. Because you know what? It's a new I take on evil. I would too. You know, you're a guy who's got manners banged into you, you know, from childhood, but you got into this profession and you're good at killing and you don't, doesn't particularly make you too upset to kill, but you still have the same affect that you have. Don't you think that'd be great? I guess. I just don't care for the killing. <laughs> I know, but that part, you kill with a gun, so it's not personal. You know what I mean? They're... There you go. Good justifying. <laughs> <laughs> what does he kill with? Oh, do break. Do oh. break. Oh. Do, the, do me a favor. Just say, if I don't get my money in 24 hours, the puppy dies. If I don't get my money in 24 hours, that puppy will die. <laughs> <laughs> Let's strip away all of the madness. Would you call us friends? Ugh. Yes. <laughs> Come on. We are. We're friends. We're pals. We are. You can plead the fifth on this. You don't have no, to answer this. No, we are friends. What okay. is it? Do you understand that you are like catnip to me? That there's your very presence makes me insane. You've seen it, Sona, it, right? It really is. It's very specific people. When they're around him, he lights up and then he's like, oh, the amount of things he can think of. And and you know what? You you play along and I think it just empowers him. So this is a true story. Just before we started this podcast here at our new podcast studio space here in Larchmont in Los Angeles. I see that you've just entered and you're walking down towards the podcast studio and I get so excited, I turn to Sona, who is eating what? I was eating some chocolate. Uh I was eating a crunch bar and a small Snickers bar. I had them. And what did I do? I was so excited. One of them, and what, this was awful. In one hand, I had like a wrapper and then you knocked the wrapper out of my hand and then I grabbed the the chocolate out of my mouth because I'm angry. Then you knock that out of my hand and then you step on it mm-hmm. and you laugh and like you a just, maniac just like a maniac and i it was it was <clears throat> the it was the behavior of look i am a 44 year old grown man oh sir <laughs> <laughs> 45 oh, <laughs> oh sir <laughs> oh. I am a 78-year-old man who should know better. And I, but I I literally do become a giddy puppy when you're around and I behave in an insane manner. And I I hope you take it as a compliment that it should be. I love it. I love it. But also, again, when you think back to where you were and where you are, I can't believe like I'm hanging out with you, you know, like I used to watch you on my TV. He you should, didn't should be own a television. He's, he's when, that was your takeaway? <laughs> <laughs> my takeaway from that very nice statement was, you didn't own a television. I know, he's being so nice. No, no, that yeah. was, no, y- y- listen, that was, I don't take it for granted either. And we went out to dinner, we won't say with who, a very know. famous uh, comedy person famous just the other night. the best. <laughs> You and I had a really nice <laughs> You and I had a really nice dinner the other night with yeah. a, a famous person who won't be mentioned. Great. But we had a blast with Hater. It was great. Uh, and was it really? He didn't say first name though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't say which hater. Uh but um he went on his way and then I walked you to your car. Yes, and uh we we hugged each other. It was quite late at night. Yeah. And I said, I hugged you and I went, Well, love you, Jack. You didn't say anything in return. I don't oh. remember that. You blacked oh, out. Uh, <laughs> blacked out? And you just let me get behind the wheel? 
That's Wait, did he really? You. Did that hurt your feelings? Were you waiting for it? Did it linger? I knew he couldn't do it. Uh, He's a cartoon mule. He's uh, not going to no, say I'll let you back. I knew that like, he probably first couldn't even process it. It was yeah. in denial and then grief. And or, then... or making sure that you were being sincere. Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe I've, maybe I've stung you so many times yeah, that you couldn't. I think couldn't. so. Well, I love hanging out with you. You are one of my favorite people. Every time I see you, this is all as this is this is as sincere as I can be. Every time I lay eyes on you, I am a giddy kid at Christmas, <laughs> and uh, I love. I'm I. I don't care. I know at some point you and I are going to exchange real information about each other. We did good. We did good. Today, today. Yeah, today this was, was yeah. good. Today we did pretty Something, well. Yeah. yeah. Today, today was good. Today was the start. <laughs> today was the start. You're going to have to go through and no take way. through this. God. Find find the moments and string it together like, like a conversation. For real. This will not make sense to anybody. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> This is one of the more lucid ones, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Yeah. It is pretty good. <laughs> but anyway, and before we go, I yes. did want to, we have a special surprise guest. Who? Your first donkey. Oh. 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 Wow. Out of control. Uh. I just did it because I don't know if they can see your reaction. This just absolute. We're all so embarrassed. Yeah, we really are. We are all so embarrassed. <laughs> we were heading towards a beautiful yeah. denouement. He can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't Wonderful conclusion. And yeah. then I'm you sorry. braid like a donkey. Like a donkey. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, we can't end on that note. No. Or we can. <gasps> uh, <laughs> No, Jack, seriously, uh, please continue success and success with uh, Hello, Jack, the kindness show. Thanks. You are a force for good in the universe. Uh, and I swear to God, at some point, I hope it's not for a long, long time, but I will be on my deathbed. And I know that they'll be saying, well, he's pretty much gone. He's not responding to anybody. You will, if you bring Jack into the room, you know this, son, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like a defibrillator. If you bring Jack into the room and he goes, excuse me, sir, and I know it's him, I don't care how deep my coma is. If there's any brain activity left, yeah. I will snap out of him. Wee, wee, wee. Oh. Jack McBrayer. You know, and I'll, I'll go right into it. It'll be, now this yeah. is like in 30 years, this is going to happen and they're going to bring you in. 30? And... <laughs> Nine months. <laughs> <laughs> seriously jack uh you will if if this guy doesn't bring me around nothing's bringing me around yes i agree so but thank you so much for coming in and um you're a good man you're a good man and i do love you you're a good fellow i love you too conan there you go Get out on that. Wait, donkey's back. <laughs> no, no. I've already, I've already cut it. I've already cut it. <laughs> you know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. Car Shield. Hmm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think CarShield. CarShield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call CarShield and choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. 
look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me, Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice and protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, 1 billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not. That's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> that's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Last episode, we had a voicemail from a listener, and there seemed to be a bit of a debate because Sona and I, many other people in the room, thought that he was authentic mm -hmm. in his persona and his voice and his style. You think that this guy, Conan, is maybe doing a bit. When I first heard his voice, his name was Arnold, right? and he called in, I thought, okay, I'm listening. But then he kind of doubled down and started talking about his tractor, and I thought it felt to me like an improviser doubling down on his shtick. And it reminded me of, you know, Brian Stack or some mm -hmm. of the people that did great voices that I've worked with over the years and go into characters. And I thought for a minute, is this like something out of Tom Sharpling where someone's calling in and, and, and it just felt like this person was putting a little bit of mustard on the fastball. And that's when I thought this might be inauthentic. This person may not be real. Maybe someone's pulling our chain. Okay, well, yeah. there's a little bit of a development in this. But first, let's recap the voicemail. Hear it again so we can just all get reoriented, the listener as well. Hi, Conan. My name's Arnold. I was wondering if it's possible to be intermittently funny. Sometimes I nail it and I think about comedy and like to do it. But other times it just falls flat. You know, I was also wondering last spring, dug myself this little pond here, got the tractor halfway stuck in. It's a good old 78 International. I'm still not figuring out how to pull that out, but you get ideas. There's my number here. All right, bucko. Okay. <laughs> and that was the other thing. It was old. When he goes like, oh, the old 78 International, and then when he goes like, bucko, I thought, 
Uh, not sure. Well, not sure. So I'm, I was highly suspicious. We're going to be able to get to the bottom of this, I think, because we have Arnold on the line. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. You guys ready? No. Okay. okay. I, I just so hope he comes on He's like, and he does say like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's real. Arnold here. I hope you fell for my little scheme. (laughs) Did you? I'm calling from the Lawrence Livermore Institute, where I've been working on various physiological experiments. Or he's like, hi, I'm Arnold. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Let's bring Arnold on. I'm going to patch him in now. Hello, is this Arnold? It's Arnold right here. Oh, hey, Arnold. This is Conan O'Brien talking to you. What a nice surprise. Hi. Well, this is, well, it's a very nice surprise to talk to you. Arnold, we got your very nice voicemail, and I thought, I'd like to talk to this gentleman. And so here we are having a nice conversation. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm about medium. You know, you can't have a good day. (laughs) Medium? Medium? Medium. It's a nice, yeah. Medium, medium international superstar Conan O'Brien's on the phone with you, and you, you're at medium. He's authentic. He's authentic. Well, no, 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 sir. Let me let me make it really clear. I'm I'm very happy to talk to you. Just you know, sometimes it's just a straight line, and ain't nothing you can do about it. But <laughs> well, Arnold, I got to admit, we listen. I'm going to admit right now, we listened to your uh, voicemail, and I thought, is this guy putting me on? I thought. Maybe you were because sometimes people in this world will call a show like mine and they'll put on an accent and kind of a character. And I thought, is this guy putting me on? And uh, and so we wanted to talk to you to make sure that you are really Arnold. And gosh, darn it, you are. You are Arnold. What's your last name, Arnold? Smith. What's that? Arnold Smith. My last name is. Oh. Yes, sir. Now I'm doubting. Now I'm doubting it again. <laughs> Arnold, I think you're Arnold, I think you're an actor and this is a put on. That's what I think you're doing right now. Where are you yeah. from, Arnold? Originally from Benton, Kentucky. There's a lot of Smiths down there. It's like uh I don't know how high can you count. <laughs> wow, you yep. are from yes. you are from. Okay, so you're from Kentucky. All right. Well, I'm eating crow right now. A nice big, nice big uh, slice of crow pie yeah. is what I'm having. I'm gonna Kentucky have the whole crow pie. Yeah, Kentucky crow pie. Um, so you're from Kentucky and. And and Kentucky Arnold, crow pie. yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> what do you mean you got him? Oh, come on, I borrowed it. Uh, <laughs> you're my writer. And uh, hey, you going for the original recipe, or are you going for the extra crispy? I like <laughs> <laughs> extra crispy, Arnold. No, Arnold. You know, I have to. I have to ask you something. Your question was, can you be intermittently funny? And you seem like you're yeah. you're very funny and very authentically funny. So. Uh, and no one, no one's got a 100% perfect, I don't, you, I cannot think of one person in the history of the world, to show me all the funniest people in the world who were always funny every second. So I think everybody's intermittently funny, even the funniest people in the world. So um, I, I like your style. I really do. I think you're a very amusing fellow. I try. I just, I like, uh, it's nice to see people smile, interact with them. Oh. That's very nice. Yeah. Well, what about his tractor? Yeah. W- what about the old 78 International? Is it in the pond? Yeah. Did you get it out? <laughs> no, it's not in the pond no more. That damn thing. Um, Rosie gives me trouble sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> been- okay. Rosie would still be the tractor, I hope. I hope that's not someone else who's giving yes, you trouble. Sir. Arnold, what year were you born, if you don't mind me asking? I was born in 66. Okay. November 14th. Oh, so you're dating a younger woman, this Rosie, the 78 yeah. International. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a fourteen eighty six model. Uh, I guess I'll tell you a little about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it's got sixteen forward speeds, 
and eight backwards speeds. It's got a wait a minute. 7.1 Arnold, why does it need sixteen forward speeds? <laughs> what well, that just feels excessive, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Do you use all sixteen forward speeds, or be honest, have you mostly used two? <laughs> I, I would have to tell you that, in all honesty, I've never. Uh, work the whole range of course not thing. maybe one time one time i think i, I just but once but what would I mean, be a it, circumstance it, it, where you need to use the 16th speed tractor chicken oh right yeah well, like in yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah wow so nice well, i don't know about that one but have you seen the, the movie Foot? have you seen the movie footloose arnold where they play tractor chicken and they drive their tractors right at each other and the last one to turn away wins maybe a long time ago i kind of forgot it's been a while uh if you watched but, footloose uh, and you watched the scene with tractor chicken you would not forget it arnold so <laughs> it I changes a man yeah remember, but <laughs> it does uh, you're right that's something that would stand out but in top gear top speed like maybe 20 21 miles an hour if you're lucky yeah i've been stuck behind some tractors on the highway a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> In L.A.? Yeah, they're not moving. No, I like to drive to rural areas and find tractors and get behind them. <laughs> and then just really ride the bumper and, and act real impatient. And when old Gus tries to, get me, tries to wave me ahead, you go on ahead. You go around. There's no car coming. I just stay right behind him and lean on that horn. Because I hate well, agriculture, Arnold. I hate the growing and producing of food to feed humanity. It just gets my goat. Are you a farmer? Yeah, uh, not anymore, but uh, you know, grow corn for a while and all that. But uh, oh, I forgot to tell you about the tractor. It's got a, uh, it's got like a people aquarium on it. You know, big square kind of glassed in spot. What? Operate. Wait a minute. Uh, the big old is glass. Are you, you scooping people up with your tractor yeah, and putting them in an aquarium? Yeah, I'm curious about this. Arnold, you say that you drive the tractor and there's a people aquarium on it? Oh, yeah. It's like a cab, but it looks more like an aquarium than a cab. Yeah, it's just a thing. <laughs> I love that you said there's something I forgot to tell you about the tractor. <laughs> when it's clear, Arnold, there's probably nothing you haven't told us about this tractor. <laughs> I know how many speeds it has. I know it's it's top mile per hour. I know its name. Well, I could give you some more. Oh yeah, uh, okay, can okay. You? I you can. I dare you, Arnold. Let's have it. All right, get ready for this. So it's got it can do tandem wheels in the back or Whoa. singular on each okay. side. Yep. You can get like a four wheel drive, two wheel drive uh, arrangement. It just mm -hmm. depends on you know how much you are you're in the thick of it mm -hmm. working. So. I got you it. You know, I just got the four by two. Because that's what well, all you need is the four by two right now. You know what I mean? You said you're not farming. You're not really in the thick of it right now. So you just stick with the that's four right. by two. You know, that's all you need at this point. Everything, anything else is overkill, in my opinion, Arnold. Um, well, you are a you, Arnold. You are a uh, you are a fine gentleman. I'm sorry that I doubted your authenticity when you left the message. That that is me uh, showing uh, my own frailty. And weakness. I've been in the comedy world too too long, and I've worked with too many people who love to do various accents. You're cynical. Uh, maybe I am a little cynical, <laughs> yeah. and people people call, you know. And I thought, well, here's a guy who's putting on. I right away nailed it as Kentucky. I knew that, no. and I was like, <laughs> no. but I thought it was a comedic artist uh, giving no. me the old Kentucky spieleroo. Arnold, I want you to know that Sona and I never doubted you. 
That's true. Did, did you get Kentucky rolled or something there? That's- I did. I got Kentucky rolled back in the day. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. There was a period in my life where I roamed the country barefoot. Um, and, and, and all right, all right. Yeah, well, it was. And I, I spent some time in Kentucky. And yes, sir, I got Kentucky rolled. So let's well, just. Well, there was something else I was thinking about. I want to touch on that you said, and I, I definitely identify with you talking about being a skeptic. I'm mm-hmm. kind of a born skeptic myself oh uh, you know just not so quick to be uh agreeable all the time and really just watch and learn yeah i like that approach to life i think that that's why when i first heard your voicemail i thought really is this some guy you know pretending to be arnold who isn't really arnold and uh but i learned a lesson and i hope you did too that when you reach out and you talk to the real you talk to the real person, um, you realize that, uh, that you know, there's a lot of authenticity out there in the world. We just have to look for it and be prepared. And I should not, I should not be as suspicious as I was. And I think Matt and Sona have shown me the right way to be. Oh, huh. that's weird. Uh, I don't like that. It's well, no, no problem. Now. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, it's tough for, for me. Just, you know, I've, uh, I just, ha- I could learn from these two. And I think mm. I've been around too much comedy. I've read too many books. I'm too smart there and so go. talented. Two, one. That okay. it's, well, yeah. well, what is, what, yeah, was what would you say the thing about comedy is? Does it make you too smart to, I don't know. I mean, there's like education, there's life education, learn about people and the way they act. I don't think it has uh, anything. I, mean, I think it's in you. I think you're a funny guy, Arnold. And so you, I think you are 95% of the way there. So you don't need to be thinking about well, I appreciate you. I just, I was thinking it just, it's just the thing that comes out, you know, maybe sometimes I feel like in a weird way, I'd lose control of it. It just gets going. And uh, <laughs> that's the good stuff. Yeah. Arnold, that's the good stuff. Sometimes you're up there on Rosie and you're, you're clicking along and, <laughs> 35th gear and uh, <laughs> we're doing 140 miles an hour and you've, you've driven through oh, no, no, you've no, driven through that. seven no, billboards and uh, <laughs> you you get doing some of your you know t- telling one of your stem winders and then the next thing you know you've you, it's yeah you want to go too far that's the idea it's your whole career yeah my, t- my whole career well, has been when going I lose too far. control of it I've been known to offend because I go a little too far. It's hard to tell who's offended, who is offendable. Is that yep. something? Well, that's more, and, that's more and more an issue all the time, Arnold. But, uh, yeah, you know, man. but as long as you, you have a careful. good. Yeah, but as long as you have a good heart uh, and you're not trying to hurt people, um, if someone gets offended, you can usually straighten it out with them and, and apologize. So I think uh, keep being. I'll do my best. Yeah, keep doing you, Arnold. You do you. It's, uh, you know. No, that's the way to go. You got the right idea. Yeah. Well, it was very nice talking yeah, to you, great. sir. Really nice talking to you. And uh, um, thanks so much for calling into our show. We really do appreciate it. All right. Can I give you a little Kentucky roll here? Sure. Yeah, hello. <laughs> that was it? <laughs> that's it. Hello. 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 That's it? Hello. Hello. Oh, there it is. And you signed off with Bucko. Right, I say that sometimes. That's kind of you know. That's how you signed off on the vo- on the voicemail. You went okay, Bucko. I like Bucko. Yeah, yeah, bucko. yeah. It, it's kind of a, a kind of a thing where it's just Bucko, Bucko, <laughs> Bucko. I like how you you really get that. Oh, working for you, Bucko. I love it. It's a solid shape. It rolls. All right. Well, Arnold, you're the master, and you've taught me well. Thank you very much, sir. 
All right. Good talking to you, Conan. It's been a really nice talk. It's been a great talk. Thank you, Arnold. Take care. All right. Love you. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Will Beckton. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real. But Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O dot C-O.